greetings, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Amazing Spider webcast. It's been a, almost a year. It's been 10 months. Let's not exaggerate. Okay? Since we've had an episode. Uh, I think we only did like two last year. And uh, so this year, uh, the goal is to top that. Top that. So, uh, you know, it's it's good to have goals in life and in podcasting. It's extremely important. Uh, before we talk about this issue, should I spend 10 minutes talking about how you could donate to my Patreon? And then you could get maybe three episodes, maybe four this year. <laughs> I always think that's so amazing when it's like a terrible show that has no one who listens to it like this one. And it's like, maybe give me some money for it, though. It's like, oh, I mean... You're kind of just wasting the time of, like, the 10 people who are actually listening to the show, right? Because they're not going to donate, but also no one's going to hear your plea. So we're on uh, issue 36, another Stan Lee, Steve Ditko classic called Wind Falls the Meteor. And it's got this uh, thing on the front that, uh, you know, you could play a game with the Stan Lee Spider-Man issues, which is the game is called... Uh, caption for a adult video website or Spider-Man comic, you know, uh, Spidey as you like him in college, in trouble, in action, action, action. So maybe not the Spidey part, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what you all are doing out there, uh, what your viewing habits are. So whatever, you know, no judgment. Well, judgment, big time judgment. But I don't actually know, so I can't, not much I can do. So Wind Falls the Meteor, in which Spidey must face the mortal menace of the uncanny looter. <laughs> hey, Stan Lee, maybe these are just disenfranchised people, okay? Breaking into museums and stealing a meteor. Maybe if you didn't feel like you had to tell your children how to behave around police... Or maybe if you did feel that way, you would understand what what the looter is doing. Oh, you know what? Never mind. The looter is like an old white Indiana Jones looking guy. So it's fine. So a meteor falls. This guy comes across it. And his name is Norton G. Fester, by the way. Which I think if you want your, your kid to either be a scientist or a real loser, Fester is a great name. Just hang on to because your kid's either going to have to overcome that name or accept it as, you know, this is my life. Those are the only real options available to your kids. So if those are the only real options available, it'd be kind of interesting, I guess, to see like, well, does your kid rise to the occasion or sink to the occasion? Because uh, those that's really the only option. You know, you can't be an average person named Fester. So he's trying to get funding to study this meteor. I don't know why. But uh, he goes to this lab and this guy's like, sorry, Fester, we're more interested in making new miracle ingredients for hair tonic. Maybe try a bank or something. Which I was like, oh, that that hits a little close to home. Because I, I feel like all the time we talk about space travel and people are like, that's a waste of money. We have hungry people here on Earth. Why are we traveling to space? And I'm like, well, maybe because we could find the answers to a lot of our problems in space. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson 
I don't quote him often or really ever other than this, but he was like, well, what if in space we could find, you know, a, a meteor, meteorite, whatever, comet that was made entirely out of gold or platinum? And he's like, so, you know, it could we could find a chunk of precious metal that's worth more than the entirety of the precious metal we have on Earth. And, you know, it, that could be really useful, right? And, you know, I think that was a simple way of explaining to people like, yeah, I mean, we don't really know what we don't know. But also, I feel like it's these motherfuckers who are like, let's not waste time with space travel, who are also like, it's fine. We'll just destroy the entire planet of Earth, you know, and then it's like, uh, I don't know, 100 years from now are going to be like, why haven't you guys been colonizing the moon? NASA, what have you been doing this whole time? And it's like, you motherfuckers defunded us all this time. <sighs> anyway, then he goes to the loan, uh, the bank, to get a loan. The loan to get a bank. And this guy is like, uh, nope, can't do that. Which, by the way, he's like, you know, but when I become as famous as Darwin, Galileo, Aristophanes, I'll pay you back with interest, which I was like, yeah, no shit. That's kind of how a loan works. It's not just like, well, just have this. And then the guy says no to his loan. Uh, Fester is like, you'll be sorry. You'll all be sorry. Which I just, I one time want to have occasion to say that and to have it be somewhat threatening, but not threatening on the level where it's like, well, I'm going to get fired. You know what I mean? I just want to be in a situation where I'm like, you'll be sorry. You will all be sorry. But maybe there isn't a situation like that where it's like you can say you'll be sorry, but it does not rise to the level of uh, this guy's a problem. <laughs> Everybody, this is a problem. So then, uh, you know, we get to here and he's like, all right, I'm not going to get any money. I guess I'll just tinker with this myself. And he gets out a hammer and chisel and he's like... Uh, all my few remaining friends turn me down. They call me a fanatic, a nut, just because I'm an undiscovered genius. They mock me because I'm too smart to work, too clever to hold down a job. Everyone's jealous of me. <laughs> Have you ever met one of these people? I, I feel like I knew someone who was like this, you know, or like I've known people who are in this realm, which is like I'm too smart to have a job. I don't know if they would say too smart, but they would say like they're too smart to have like a regular job. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that's beneath me. And I, th I think the point being made in this comic, which I kind of agree with, is like, well, I mean, sure, maybe that job is beneath you. But is having the money to study your stupid space rock beneath you? It's a means to an end. My guy, that's what jobs are. I mean, that's what like 90% of people do for work, right? It's like, well, I, I have work. I have to work so that I can continue to be alive and perhaps sometimes do things that I like. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. The people who are like, oh, do what you want and you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing advice. Yeah, I wouldn't. I never thought of that. And it's like the problem with it is obvious, right? The problem with that is. Well, what I like to do is not something someone's going to pay me to do. Patreon.com slash helpful snowman. So he hits the rock with a hammer and a gas explodes in his face and he dies and that's the end of the issue. 
Not really. He gets uh, super strength from it. You know, which, fine. Marvel Comics has a real history of doing that. But I do think it would be super funny to just have the issue end on, like, page five. And then the rest of it is just ads. Just the worst ads. The cheapest ads. Things comic book readers don't even want. And so, you know, it's just like, whatever. So he's like, all right, well, now I'll never have to worry about getting money. I can get it whenever I want. You know, and he's like rubbing his nose or his finger under his nose, I guess, on his mustache or something. I don't know. He's doing an evil face of like, ah, now the world is mine. Uh, so, you know, listeners, you'll have to you'll have to wait and see what Norton G. Fester's amazing plan is, because now we go to Peter Parker, who's at college and uh, he's had a little bit of trouble. Because he doesn't have any friends. Due to my recent battles with Craven and the Molten Man, I've been forced to miss a lot of classes. Which, you know, I read that first speech bubble and I was like, bro, people miss a lot of class in college. I don't know what it was like in the 60s. Maybe it was different. I'd like to think it was different back in the day, like when college was a little more optional. Because if, if it was more optional than everyone there presumably really wants to be there and would have kind of a hard time missing classes... But now I'm like, well, I mean, you saved the city from the Molten Man. So, you know, a bunch of your co-students or whatever are probably missing school because they were too hungover. They did cocaine the night before for the first time. And, uh, you know, they're not able to make it to class <laughs> because of that. Anyway, there's a million reasons to miss class. Those seem like legit I know he can't just tell his professor that's why he missed class, but I'm saying I'm saying Peter Parker should not be beating himself up over missing class when he missed class in order to save the day. So anyway, he has a little run-in with like Gwen Stacy and another student because, you know, they're like, um, oh, you know, Gwen Stacy's like, he's suck up. And this other girl's like, no, he's not. Watch this. Invites him to a party. But then she's like, I was hoping you'd come because I'm so anxious to have at least one boy with brains instead of all those brawny athletic types. And then Peter Parker is, oh no, not again. Will, all, will I always be thought of as nothing but an egghead? And then she, he's like, well, we'll see if I can make it. I might be busy. And he's like, I hated to do it, but I had to. I don't want another situation developing like with Betty Brant. She only liked me for my brains too. And I couldn't go through that kind of heartbreak again. Which I was like, she only likes me for my brains. You know, and that's like, uh, that's kind of like saying, ah, she only likes me for my entire personality. You know what I mean? That's not like saying, it's not quite the same as being like, she only likes me because I've got a nice butt. Because you're like, yeah, that's probably pretty limited and not going to last very long. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But at the same time, she just invited you to a party. You don't have to, you could just not go to the party or go to the party. It's not like you have to get married tomorrow. But also, the whole like, just likes me for my ex is funny thing because it's like, uh, people like me have never had, had this experience. And I'm like, I guess I'm, there's one way of looking at it as I'm very blessed because I've never had to worry about it. I've never had to worry about, like, what if this girl is just into me for my looks? That's never been a problem. 
But the other thing is, like, if she's only into you for your brains, I mean, you'll probably have your brains until you're, like, very old. So that that's a pretty good thing to just be into someone for. You know what I mean? And she's like, I'm, I'm not into your bod, but I am into your brains. It's like, ugh, what a bitch inviting you to a party. Anyway, <laughs> the looter, uh, Fester... Uh, puts a costume together and just punches a bunch of people and robs a bank <laughs> and does this a bunch of times in order to, I guess, fund his research. I'm not sure, you know, it seems like he loses track of his idea of like uh, using the money to, you know, do whatever as a scientist. And he's like, now I realize why I never made the grade as a scientist. I was never cut out to be a scientist. My greatest talent lies in crime. I was born to be a master criminal. I was born to be the looter. So I guess he's just like, he robs one bank and is like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> this is me now. This is my new life. Robbing banks. So he goes on a tear, robbing a bunch of banks. Spider-Man is swinging around looking for him and can't find him and says, it has to be, you know, he's out tonight, but it's, not seeing him and he's like it has to be the night that the looter is probably out playing pinochle which gave me a great idea for a comic book which has kind of been done which is grandpa spider-man and he's just we just reuse the jokes he made in the 60s and the 70s uh but then it seems like it's a grandpa saying them right because you know that was fucking 60 years ago so he'd be like 80 so he's just like an old-timey jokester and everybody's like, what is going on with Spider-Man? Why why is he making these jokes? Except for Captain America is like, I don't know, he's a little edgy for my taste. It's 20 years after when I was frozen. So I'm still not quite caught up. But at least I understand his jokes. And they could form a bond. Be amazing. Uh, anyway, the, the meteor's running out of gas. Literally. So the guy's like, I guess I'll have to find or steal another one. So Peter Parker, uh, unable to find the looter, is like, I guess I'll just kill some time in the space exhibit at the museum. Which you're like, you don't want people to think of you as an egghead, but you're going into the, you're like, what could I do to kill time in New York City as a youth? I will go, I'm going to go to the space museum. I sh Boy, I sure hope no one thinks I'm an egghead. What the hell? Um... Gwen Stacy is there, and she's like, maybe he's not stuck up. You know? Oh, I could accidentally bump into him. Then she's getting all pissy because she's like, I hope he'd see me and come over and talk to me, but he's studying those displays like they're pinups, you know, of science machines. <laughs> so she's getting mad because she's like, how come he didn't come to the museum to see me? Which I feel like the behavior of all these characters is on one hand, Really annoying, and on the other hand, probably kind of realistic. <laughs> you know, if you're going into the museum being like, maybe I'll bump into someone, that's very like, uh, you know, 19-year-old thinking of like, I'm going to go to Barnes & Noble and look at a certain section of books and maybe a girl will notice me. I had that thought before, but it was never successful, mostly because the section I was looking at was comic books. You know? I'm told that girls read comic books. Uh, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll see. 
We'll see how many ladies are on patreon.com slash helpful snowman and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, the looter shows up to steal this meteor and they fight, fight, fight. And there is a quick word balloon where Spider-Man is like, geez, the reports aren't exaggerated. He's plenty strong, perhaps stronger than I am. I'll need my wits this time as much as my power, which is a actually a pretty good parallel to the Peter Parker story. And I kind of like this, where the Peter Parker story and the Spider-Man story sort of back each other up thematically. But I think that's it. I think that's the only time he does that, because then he just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> but the looter gets away. Um, and then... Peter Parker does encounter Gwen Stacy, but she's pissed off at him because she saw him go running off when the looter showed up. So she's like, oh, he's a coward. Forget it. And then uh, Peter Parker doesn't know any of this. So he's like, how can someone be anyone so pretty be such a nut? And I was like, oh, Peter Parker, you have so much to learn about girls. And then Gwen Stacy says, and yet it's hard to believe that anyone so manly looking could be a coward. Which I'm like, oh, Gwen Stacy, you have so much to learn about guys. It's like, I thought that guy with full tattoo arm sleeves and a beard would be super manly and brave. And, you know, but also not a total dickhead. Did you think that? Did you? Anyway, the looter takes another shot at the meteor. Um, and Spider-Man, you know, attempts to stop him. He attempts to make an escape using a, like, helium balloon. So basically think of it as a reverse parachute. It, like, inflates and, you know, lifts him up into the air. But, you know, Spider-Man catches up to him and grabs onto him, and they fight while dangling from this balloon, which looks okay in the comic. But then I was thinking about how stupid this must look if it were in real life. Because it's just these two guys kind of dangling from this balloon, that is just slowly, you know, wafting its way up into the air. You know what I mean? Just gently moving across the city on a light breeze on a, you know, generally pleasant weather kind of day. And these guys are like dangling from it, punching each other. I mean, it is kind of, it would be a great event for like a game show or, a, you know, a boxing alternative version. Two guys dangling from a balloon by bungee cords. And also they're punching. <laughs> Now that's ultimate fighting. Anyway, Spider-Man punches him and then knocks him out and, you know, slowly <laughs> lets the gas out of the balloon so that they can uh, come back to Earth. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I did. Okay. In, in conclusion, uh, let's wrap this all up in a web, if you will. If I will. Uh, I really enjoyed that the looter as a character. He's not very memorable in, in many ways, but in some ways I found him memorable just because it was like, uh, I don't know. This is like what an incel is or something. This is like a guy who would like be real into Jordan Peterson. Maybe this is like what I assume. I don't, I don't actually know what incel stuff is and I don't really actually know what Jordan Peterson's about either, but this is what it seems like, you know, Oh, I can't get a job all day, but I'm trying to listen to the Rogan podcast so I know, you know, what, what to avoid out in the world. It's, it's hard to take this much vitamin D and, you know, do the ice baths or whatever. Whatever kind of, whatever nonsense I'm up to. Eating elk. 
You know how hard it is to get uh, fresh elk in New York City? Not easy. I tried the Asian grocery store because I thought maybe they would have something like that. And they, they do not. Turns out they don't. Well, there you go, everybody. That's uh, issue, what was that, 36 of The Amazing Spider-Man and issue 36 of The Amazing Spider-Webcast. Thank you for joining us on this lovely uh, day. I hope you have a good uh, rest of your day. And uh, maybe we'll have a good rest of the year, huh? You'll hear from me two or three more times. 